Hello everyone and welcome. Today I'm hosting my two beautiful guests. Hey. Hello Bader. How are you doing, Chris? Good, I'm good. Thank you so much for invitation. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, as of today's cultural show, we've chosen and we thought it might be thrilling, me and Anu and other interviewees that we will interview to talk about how beauty standards have changed throughout history and uh, a lot of elements that have contributed in shaping what is beautiful today. So I just want to go back a little bit back in time, in ancient times, let's say, way back between 24,000 BC and 22,000 BC, the idealized women was nothing like the Instagram models we know today. At that time, women were believed to have thick waists, large breasts, and absolutely no thigh gaps. Such an image was the paradigm of fertility back then. But today would have still earned prize, considering the body shape's realistic look, but women's body shapes were always attached to fertility back in the day. The wider and rounder the hips, the more fertile she appeared, and therefore more attractive. Now we can say that the perfect body shape has diversified, and fertility is no longer treated more superior. However, with the Kardashians and Jenners showing off their apple hips and ant waists on social media, it can be hard to believe that we've progressed positively. So let's start with Paleolithic era and as seen on Venice of Willendorf, the body type considered beautiful during that period was on the heavy side. The face wasn't depicted on the figurine, only the body mattered because it was a survivor era and ample nourishment was the key to survival. The figurine might have exaggerated what women actually looked like in the Paleolithic era, but it proved that voluptuous and well-nourished were the ideal body characteristics of that time. Uh, moving to ancient Greece, here the ideal women of ancient Greece had generous hips, full breasts and a bit of budgy stomach. But that's not all. The ancient Greeks also nailed down the so-called math attractiveness. Plato endorsed the golden ratio, the bar by which women's beauty was subconsciously judged. But instead of Plato, it was actually the Pythagoras who defined what the golden ratio should be. Apparently, a beautiful woman's face should be two-thirds as wide as they were long, and both profiles should be perfectly even, as nitpicky as that beauty standard sounded. Even, or symmetrical faces in fact, continue to be glorified today. It's not really a body shape, but the shape of your body can influence the shape of your face, so that makes sense. Moving to early renaissance, if you thought the past eras only admired modest women, that wasn't the case in early renaissance. The artists of that era deviated from the modesty and strict religious values of the Middle Ages and started painting women with bare breasts. Their art symbolized fertility and sensuality, and the, the idealized body back then was still on the curvy side and the face shape round. But from being objects of fertility, women became objects of lust beauty in this period. Moving to the 1920s. This was a, a war era, but women started having more rights in this period. As such, the ideal body gravitated toward a more masculine type and the curvy fertile look was thrown out the window. However, this era parked the glorification of thin bodies in general. But in the 1950s to early 1960s, like the time when Marilyn Monroe rose to 
stardom, her uh, hourglass figure instantly became the ideal body shape. Moving to the 1990s to 2000s, magazine cover girls were the symbol of beauty during the 90s and early 2000s. A slender physique, sharp and high cheekbones, angular nose, full but not thick lips, and blue or green eyes were the ideal physical characteristics. Meanwhile, women who didn't possess those traits were considered exotic or less desirable. Heavier women and people of color were particularly disadvantaged. And uh, starting from 2010s to the present day, though Kardashians and Jenners have the ideal body shapes today, female influencers are now stepping up to show a realistic body actually looks like, clad in their yoga attire or edgy powerlifting clothes. Influencers show their stomach flaps, flat chests, and other physical traits outside the ideal type, though the media may never stop promoting ideal types. At least we are now spreading the message that you don't have to be perfect to look beautiful. So if you don't look like a celebrity, your shape and size are still beautiful. No one, men or women, can tell you otherwise. And now, my lovely guests, I would like to start this show with a simple question. Beauty, what is it for you? Uh, to be honest, I don't really have uh, like a specific perception of what beauty is and to me it's not just the outside part and it's not just physique but more uh, how a person carries their appearance how confident they are within their bodies and how confident they are with themselves just as a full package that's what describes beauty because you can you can be like very beautiful and very attractive woman or a man and then you start talking and it all just goes away for me it's like that but if we start to talk about like specific physical features or anything like that yeah again no preferences here or no nothing specific i have that i'm oh my god it is so beautiful it's just the full package you see somebody and you're like oh my god they are so beautiful and then they i don't know you get to know them and it either that beauty completely goes away or you're more into them like oh my god this person is so beautiful and so cool like what's inside completely goes in what's outside so like i said it is for me beauty is how they carry themselves and how they carry what they have as an appearance okay for me beauty is the first thing that came to my mind is nature i mean natural beauty well, you're against the plastic surgeries. Why? The first thing that came to my mind is nature. I really like natural beauty and I'm kind of against of any kind of plastic surgeries and that stuff. I think each of us, we are so beautiful from the beginning and it's no need to make yourself different or make yourself trying to improve something in your appearance. And I'm a little bit against uh, this beauty standards, beauty treatment uh, when uh, girls make their lips. Uh, bigger or the boobs bigger or plastic surgery with nose and that stuff I mean for me any kind of surgery it's not beautiful I'm even against uh, super big nails you know fake one and when um, girls um, using like shellac or like gel for me it's more beautiful when you take care about things that you already have about your physical features like about your original nails your original skin your original hair for me it's much more beautiful than something fake in your appearance and uh, for guys 
I'm a little bit different than Anna. <laughs> For me, I, I don't think so. It's a full package. Like if I like something, I will like the rest. No, that's so hard <laughs> to be honest. Because I'm kind of visual person, and for me, the appearance really matters. That's the question I want to ask in the first place. And Anu started like maneuvering yeah, me and seeing, I, yeah. But I'm getting back to you. Okay, first. I literally, I literally get, get over it. But yeah, myself. yeah, yeah. I just want to say that since you're a visual person, what kind of characteristics that you want to see in a in a person, be it a woman or a man, and see, oh, this guy or this woman is is really good looking. As I said before, for girls, it's natural appearance. If they have something fake in their appearance, it's it's like stop for me. Yeah. I don't like that. I mean, I cannot say I'm against. It's their body, their appearance. They can do whatever they want. But for me, it's a signal. It's a red flag when person not okay with uh, with themselves and if you're talking about man here's a hard question (laughs) (laughs) let me read it for you no i mean it's harder because i i'm not looking at the girls and as a potential partner and guys they're potential partners for me if it comes to appearance and uh, i think here is a mix of uh, biology stuff and psychology stuff i'm into tent guys and uh, i really like that color of skin it's like milk chocolate uh, color um, yeah they seems really attractive to me and uh, also I'm not um, fan of bodybuilders or people with great body like from the from the magazine cover but at least it's supposed to be good shaped body without fat let's say yeah big belly and uh, passive lifestyle it's not my cup of tea because I'm kind of active person and I like hiking I like um, outdoor activities and uh, I'm look at my future partner in that sense that uh, he able to do that kind of activities with me and if person overweight I don't think so uh, it's possible to do outdoor activities uh, that that much as I love this okay and it's very interesting I think it's the first time I'm hearing someone talking about their preferences and it's not bodybuilders because there is this stereotype about bodybuilders being the most attractive ones no I mean they're huge and come on yeah. nobody can, really likes bodybuilders no I mean I, I had few guys uh, in my relationship background and yeah. uh, my first boyfriend he was not bodybuilder but he was like I swear from magazine cover <laughs> he was with six packs and uh, he was tanned and oh gosh it was uh, in the body sense he was perfect but at the same time I felt like I'm not enough even though we met each other in the, in the gym so and he never told me like I'm not enough or something like this something about my body I think he was the person who made me laugh because he was with me in a, in a stage when I was super uh, good looking in the body shape then I gained a lot of kilos and he was still in love with me and then I changed my body shape again and he's still in love with me so constantly he was loving me not because I was fat or fit it doesn't matter for him he loved me because I'm a good person and he loved me because of my soul so it makes me think like our appearance it's not the most important thing in a relationship of course you cannot be in a good and healthy relationship with person who just good looking person and doesn't have anything inside i just want to say something why in particular you are into average guys 
since they are the potential partners, which means you're more into average guys. But I have this idea. I know a lot of girls that share the same point of view and what they say is because when we walk on the street, I don't want anyone just look at him. If he is a bodybuilder, more ladies will be attracted to him. That would make me feel jealous. And I really don't want to go through this experience. So that's why always my preferences would be average guys. Who said But, that? Uh, my, a woman said that? Yeah, a woman. I don't believe They really hate to be jealous. So no, they're always uh, more into average guys, if you want to say. Okay, can I say something before? Uh, it's not like bodybuilders and this like... You men have this idea of like, oh, I have to be perfect and this is what I have to do and this is how I have to look just for the girls to like me. And girls, we have completely different view of what beauty is and what attractive men looks like. And it's completely not bodybuilders because, I mean, of course, if you love somebody, you love them and you like how they look. But if we're talking about bodybuilders, not a lot of women like bodybuilders and those type of bodies a lot of them i mean me personally and a lot of my friend group and almost everybody every girl that i know are more into like dead butts than bodybuilders and like six packs because i mean i'm not saying that we like fat men but what you think is attractive to women is completely wrong it's not just about six packs and biceps and triceps that we like because it's not in the female gaze those things you know i mean we like so. them but it's not a big deal if you don't have it yeah i mean yeah it looks nice of course we can say that but it's not a lot of men think that oh my god i need to work out like, and yeah, i need yeah. to do this 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 too and they will like me and that all they do is like opposing shirtless and like taking all the pictures from the gym and it's it is so stupid because it's not that's like there's a huge difference of what men think women like and what women actually like and so there is a gap is, between that oh huge gap oh my god you have no idea <laughs> so what are the main characteristics let's stay physically speaking for what, me yeah what are the main features so we let our audience and me too want to understand what are the main features that a, a guy must have so he would appear attractive okay first of all i'll start with women because uh for me i mean what chris said i'm not against uh like surgeries and that stuff of course it's not healthy to have like five or ten surgeries and completely change your appearance but i think if you don't like a certain way you look or uh, i mean you can change that and uh, nowadays it, it is very easy so if you think that it is something that should be changed it's okay for me and when it comes to women i'm more women and also men to like i'm not into like what is supposed what's supposed to be like conventionally beautiful rather than i prefer typical beauties i mean for you for example you might like uh, like a tall slim girl with like blue eyes I'm just saying like uh, blue eyes and blonde hair blah 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 this is like what conventional beauty is right to me i can see that they're beautiful and i also admit they're beautiful but if i have like those conventional beautiful person and then somebody with like very typical beauty meaning like for example i don't know they have like very curly hair or like a little bit big nose or something like that i would probably be more into them okay now moving on to men again i don't really have like very specific preferences here because i'm an idiot and i i fall in love with something else which i still don't know what it is but something that i 
noticed about myself it's actually here when i moved here like i realized that when me, men go into like middle age crisis they start <laughs> so what? yeah here hungarian guys if you didn't know when hungarian men go through middle age crisis they hit the gym and the one thing that they nobody do, skip legs day. yeah that's the thing like of course people work out everywhere but they are very big on legs and that's what i noticed here and I, that that to me is like very attractive like um, muscled legs yeah. or the legs either have to be like muscled and you have to uh, like it's easy to see that oh they're working out they're doing leg days or they have to be like straight and beautiful and like a girl because <laughs> <laughs> she's not asking too much just straight legs yeah it's just legs just guys legs. You either, if you don't have beautiful legs just work out okay <laughs> that would be enough for me wow. but yeah that's like two very opposite things but I like them both either straight legs they're beautiful and if they have like okay I don't want to go into <laughs> either straight and beautiful legs like girls or uh like muscled legs that to me like is like attractive but it's not like oh my god uh, a man has to have one of those two for me to be attracted to them no but i mean when i see them i i say like oh, okay i like like it interesting also i like besides legs yeah <laughs> Uh, I don't know, but to me, this like back part is very attractive. Now I'm not talking about like naked stuff, but when you see like back of the men in a pyramid, but upside down. Mm, not really. I mean, I think it's more about posture and the way they walk. It's supposed to be beautiful, not uh, specifically like very wide or something. But some men have like really beautiful backs, and I like. Yeah. Okay. Oh, very so weird. Back. See that? No, no, that, no, no, that, no, no, no. That's I, it. I agree. I agree. For me, uh, the I cannot say the only thing that attractive. It's a sport man, but uh, also I I, to- I told you I had a real sport man, and he was like super super bodybuilder compared to to others, and he was like full uh, six packs and uh, the muscles and the back and legs everything. And uh, also I had just regular man, just regular, you know, <laughs> <laughs> nothing special. Uh, <laughs> I love I love how you talk about men the way men talk about women. So go ahead. <laughs> and to be honest, compare these two types. It's not big difference if you're in action with them, like if you're walking, if you're cuddling, or anything. Yeah, it's not big difference because at that moment when you started to have feelings to the person for the person, appearance doesn't matter that much. In a situation where you just met, yeah, it can be big of a deal because you cannot fall for somebody who are not attractive for you. That's true. But then when you started to discover the personality of the person, then you might find them attractive. Yeah, even though they are not convenient in the appearance way. So that happened with me a lot. But if we are not talking about uh, any personality, if we're talking about just appearance, for me it's really important that my partner to be fit, not in a convenient way, like the beauty standards way, like bodybuilder or just not. yeah, just not fat. It can be person without uh, huge muscles or wide back, just uh, not fat. That's it. <laughs> that, that's that's it. Yeah, because for me it's about <laughs> I don't know. It, it's all, always connected to personality because I consider it if person is uh, fit, he has hobby 
And this hobby is sport. It's something active. It can be gym, it can be hiking, I don't know, biking, whatever. Yeah. But this person has a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> and if this person has a hobby, that's the interesting person because I think people without hobby, they are not interesting for me at all. I don't fell for them. So it's connected. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Somehow it's connected. And uh, yeah, in my case, person supposed to be sporty. That's Sometimes totally I'm struggling uh, and I'm, I'm judging myself about uh, this appearance. We had that talk recently with Fano. I said like, I have really good friend and he's he's perfect i mean his wife oh he's perfect he's husband material i swear husband material but his appearance doesn't match with my criterias about the appearance of my husband <laughs> i mean of okay not my husband just my partner okay hold on so you have uh, other criterias for husband material no appearance no, no. appearance appearance we're talking okay. about appearance everything yeah. else fits but not the appearance okay he's a bit chappy <laughs> and i cannot make myself be interesting about him as about partner and I'm looking at him as a friend and I cannot do anything with that because yeah. he's chappy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can tell. That's and fine. I, I judge myself so much because I think it's bad. Why? I mean, you don't have to be attracted to him. Why yeah, do I don't have to pressure? be, but I think that the things that we have to prioritize in our relationship, it's something that inside the body. Yes, you have yeah. to. Not appearance. Yes, you have to, but I, I mean, I don't really understand why you're pressuring yourself. Like, oh, I don't like, okay, you can like a lot of uh, features that they have a lot of characteristics, but if you don't click, you don't click and that's it. Why, you, why are you judging yourself for that? I don't know. It's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I feel like I, I'm a bad person because I'm judging <sighs> based on appearance. Yeah, but there is also compromising. I mean, even though we, we will never find a, a perfect person or a partner and we are... Uh, why? I, I can. We are not perfect too. I will. I am. You, you will? I oh, am. come on. <laughs> come on, Anud. What I, okay, wait. Now it's your turn. What is beauty to you? Let's talk about... Uh, no, let's talk about beauty. Uh, yeah, physically or spiritually? Physically, yes. Uh, spiritually better? No. <laughs> That's you what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, I get now it. we're talking about physical aspects. Yeah, right? yeah physical let's, aspects. Let's speak about physical aspect, but we cannot include personal aspect because always it's connected. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, for me, uh, since we're talking about physical features uh, in a person, I'm attracted more to short women. I don't see myself like in the future. I will definitely get married, and the wife that I want to have should not be tall than me or equal height. Why is it? It's with men that it's impossible for they me. They hate. Why do you pay so much attention to heights? Like, oh, they have to be shorter than me. I, I know a lot of men who are like this, like shorter, shorter than me. I know some of my friends who like tall girls too, which uh, is their preference, which is respected as, uh, as well. But for me, I don't imagine myself really with a with the same height girl. Just because she'll just, wear heels and she'll be taller than you. Yeah. Uh, well, can you imagine like uh, a couple? I mean, th that's fine. I mean, for no judgment, but Jason's it's Statham's kind of wife is taller than her, him. So who? Jason Statham. Yeah, and the Indian uh, actress with the uh, British uh, singer. Uh, uh, Priyanka Chopra. Yeah, yeah, she's taller than. I him. mean, a lot of women are taller. And she's than older her. as well. Yeah, <laughs> you're a perfect scenario. <laughs> 
I don't see a, a couple uh, where a man is shorter than than women, and I find it sexy. It's like a turn off for me. I don't know how, why or how, but just the way you it need is. Need to feel superior. Just uh, just short girls. Any short girl will do. What's no, no. I don't like chubby girls. Okay. Like normal average size even though if she doesn't work out but her shape is still uh, average it would be fine for me anything else you want to add big boobs well that comes no. with a package i think <laughs> no like i don't know i mean it's super personal and it can be whatever you want because uh, none of us we don't have to i can say like i cannot describe the man of my dream for example i The whole my man, they're kind of different from each other, and uh, it's no one ideal man. Mm-hmm. I can like skin color in one man, and back in the other one, and smile and insert one, so hair <laughs> and fourth one. I mean, it's it depends. It depends on mood, on situation, on my plans for this man. Like it's really diverse. Yeah, and, and what you described is like very very general. But I want to add something. I I agree with Chris. I just when she was speaking, something popped up uh, in my head. It's this: if you went through some kind of experience where you met a girl that doesn't necessarily have those perfect feature that you are seeking, you can compromise somehow. If we share a lot of things and we have a lot of things in common and we experience things together mm-hmm. in our friendship period, even though I said those physical uh, features that I want do not apply, that would be okay. I can compromise, yeah, as I said. Yeah, that's true. I agree. Yeah. It's it's yeah, really. Sometimes it's be all about there. it's all about the experiences. But still, it doesn't mean that yeah, she has to be mean, ugly. Yeah, but what do you mean when you say, "Oh, I can compromise"? Yeah, we can compromise. Like what do you mean compromise? Then you will have this thing. Uh, the, Throughout the whole relationship, like oh, I compromise. I don't no, really like I, it. But I disagree I'm with here you. because you are, uh, I don't know, good person. No, no I mean it's the same thing that we said, but we said like in a different way. We don't compromise. We just when we fell in love, that becomes attractive to us. Whatever he that called is. it, compromise. He yeah, compromise. Well, like it's it became not important. No, no, no. Compromising I, I will himself. Say, I think. Yeah, and, and why should you compromise that thing? It's not compromising. It's like if you have like a wonderful experience with somebody, you might fall in love, and even though they don't look like your original like idea of the beautiful girl you find them attractive and you find them beautiful i would also call it compromising no come on and that would be fine because the, the you preference can't, he can't no, no no i can what? the preferences yeah. that <laughs> exactly come on the preferences as i said that i have can change at some point if i find the person that as i said does not apply to my features that i want and then i would say yeah she's my perfect girl maybe this is what i've been looking for okay this is just the Theoretically speaking, this is what I want. But if something comes differently, welcome. <laughs> Even though maybe we have the same height, doesn't mean that I shouldn't do it. Shouldn't do it depends. It. Yeah, it depends on the situation, really, because it's really difficult to uh, uh, find the perfect or the ideal partner. Yeah, that it, you... it never works. Yeah. in my opinion, like you, you know cannot. What? I think all our beauty standards and uh, imagination of perfection they are crashing uh, with our experience with real life. Absolutely. Of course. If you have just one partner and you're dreaming about bodybuilder, so 
it's okay. But then you have second partner, then it's not, he doesn't fit this criteria and you are editing some other criteria in your ideal partner, then you met third partner and he's also doesn't match with the whole these criteria. You add something else to your perfection uh, criteria of the perfection, perfect man or woman. And with, uh, with experience, you add more and more and more things and then you realize like there is no perfection. There is no uh, ideal person. There is no ideal human because it's dystopia. This cannot be. Uh, it can be for you, but not for anybody else. Yeah. So you just need to find not perfect uh, person for you. You need to find perfect person who will fit some important criteria, but not all of them. Yeah. The main thing is what kind of relationship, how you two get along. Yeah, definitely. And the thing is that I always used to say, and I still say that I don't have a type and still like, if you ask me like what attracts me to the person, I still don't know, honestly. Me neither. Either it's appearance or like characteristics. I, I don't know. And I always, whenever, when I was talking about it with my friends, I was like, oh, hey, I, I don't have a type like at all and my friend was like literally all the men that you've ever been interested in they are the same person and then I used then I thought about it like yeah. honestly they are the same person either it's a physically either physically or like how they act and how they are in general and I still don't know what it is and why I'm attracted to that type of person but yeah and I remember first uh, after when we broke up with my first uh, boyfriend I was like okay now I can date only men with six packs and the good looking and then I met another guy and we get along and he he didn't have six package he was just good person and I realized like it's not a big of a deal like yeah he has a little bit of belly because uh, the previous one was with flat stomach and six packs <laughs> and that one doesn't have this but yeah. I'm I still in love with him and I still uh, he's still attractive for me and I add something uh, to criteria of my ideal person with to my ideal man and um, also I I thought I can never stay with Indian men because I like, like I don't wanna s I don't wanna sounds racist or something. But I thought this nation is not attractive for me at all. But I met one really attractive guy, and I then I realized like he's Indian, so originally Indian. But nothing happened with me, you know. I I still alive. And I enjoyed this relationship, and everything went really well. Even though I thought before I. I can't. Um, what I wanted to say, uh, since you brought up the expectations and what we expect from other partner and those standards that we want to find in them, is not always the case. Because as I said, experiences and uh, maybe even hardships that you go through together as friends or s something else other than uh, intimate relationship will bring you more closer, even though you don't, she doesn't have the, uh, the correct feature or the appropriate features for you. So in this case, that's why I said it's healthy to compromise and even change your preferences because nothing is stable after all. And uh, when it comes to perfect partner, I don't believe that such thing do exist because we all have our imperfections. It exists. 
joking. Well, to men, to women? Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Don't yeah. Uh, nothing, nobody is perfect. But I think the task of couples or from both sides is the task of loving of or finding the perfection in the imperfection of your partner, if you want to say. Or if the, the good quality uh, weighs more than bad qualities uh, in your partner. I think that would be fine by me. Or if you can love the bad qualities as well. Yeah, if you're a psycho, you have mental problems. Why psycho? I mean, bad qualities doesn't necessarily need to be like... For uh, you. He, he likes to kill people or something, but... Uh, I said if bad quality if bad qualities weigh yeah. more than good yeah, ones no 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 i'm not saying that or if you can love somebody else's bad quality too ah yeah of course as i said uh, you have to love the imperfection or perfection lies in the imperfection of your partner and that's the case with me when it comes to uh, having these uh, beauty standards and uh, finding my potential partner. However, I want to get back a little bit to plastic surgeries. I I noticed that we have a little bit different point of views and I want to know, I want to start with you because you brought that up, Chris. Uh, why is it bad and why you are more into natural beauty than plastic beauty, if you want to say? First of all, uh, I I don't practice any kind of beauty uh, treatment, um, fake nails, fake lashes. And the only things that I do, I just do regular manicure without any polish. And uh, I, I go to, to the salon to make my eyebrows. But um, I don't practice any kind of uh, fake beauty, let's say, because I think it, um, it takes a lot of time and I really jealous of my time because for fake lashes eyelashes you have to lay down about three hours I can't sorry (laughs) also for make your nails done with polish or I mean with gel not with regular polish with gel you have to spend in a salon about two hours and it's every two weeks if you want to have your nails done and be good looking because otherwise it started to grow and it looks not that good as first few weeks I just jealous of my time I cannot waste that amount of time for for beauty which is not a beauty for me my natural nails I'm totally okay with that and uh, I can just cut them make regular manicure and uh, after 40 minutes leave the salon and enjoy this uh, for for three weeks at least with my skin with my eyebrows with my lashes I'm totally okay I don't judge people who do this kind of beauty treatment I just not for me because I don't want to waste my time I would rather to go I don't know to Zumba to English class to Spanish class wherever walk cinema then spend this time in the beauty salon it's not entertained me as much as it can be entertainment for the others i'm not against once again just not my cup of tea also i think following this trends about fake beauty it's just following trends and sometimes people who doing this in regular basis they don't pay attention what they really want what they really like they just following trends and same for me with like botox with surgery i think people trying to fix their themselves through some treatment through some operations rather than understand themselves because this hate for example i hate my nose let's say 
it's too big or it's not that straight or I hate my belly, it's too fat. It's about uh, you don't accept yourself. And probably rather than go to the clinic, you're probably better to go to, to the psychologist and talk with him and try to understand yourself at least a little bit and try to find the source of this hate to yourself rather than go to the clinic, pay a lot of money and uh, also surgery. It's not, you know, it's not like go to the grocery store and buy new stuff. It's a big deal because it's uh, sedation and it's a recovering process afterwards. It's a big of a deal and it can be dangerous. Uh, also Botox. I'm scared of manipulations with uh, some mm, materials that I don't know because Botox, uh, I have read a lot of um, researches and it was one of the biggest research after 15 or even 20 years after the first injection of Botox. And the main goal of research was to prove that Botox stays in the body even after 20 years. For example, you decided to make your lips bigger and this Botox started after like five years, started to travel all around your body and and uh, it was found that even in a different place uh, than lips, for example, yeah. after some years. Okay, before we jump to uh, what Anno has to say, just want to ask like both of you if you have any information. When uh, a woman has Botox in, inside her breast, is it still uh, possible to breastfeed their kids? Botox in it's implants. But implants, yeah. Okay. I, implants? Yes. Implants, yeah, because I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah, I don't have much knowledge. Yeah. yeah, it's a substation, it's stable substation, and uh, they just add it uh, in the area where <coughs> your original boobs located, and it doesn't... Uh, it is possible, yeah, to breastfeed. Yeah, it doesn't make breastfeeding impossible. You still can. Because I've read a research a long time ago, and they discovered microplastic in mama's milk, and they found that uh, I mean, the origin of this was from the implant in her breast. Well, it has to be like very well done because, in especially like earlier years, there were like lo many accidents of that, that or it, the implant exploded or something, and they had like complications and stuff. So it has to be like very well done, and the quality of the product that you put in your, in your body, like generally, should be like high quality product. Okay. So yeah. All right. Makes sense. Back to you, Anu. Um, I know that you've said it doesn't have to be a lot of plastic surgeries because that would be kind of obsession, if you want to yeah. say. But again, you're a little bit okay with it, kind I of? I am completely okay with it because, well, what Chris just said, I don't think that it is that deep. I don't think that you have to hate yourself or the hate the way, I don't know, certain body part looks uh, for you to mm, want to change it. I think it's not about that hatred, but if you don't like something about yourself and you can change that, you're completely welcome to change it. And I don't think that's that deep. But of course, it's not healthy and it's not okay to hate the way you look. But if you know that, oh, okay, like uh, I don't like my uh, hands, then I can change it. For for example, like that is completely okay for me. And I think that that should become okay with everybody because it's not just uh, maybe I don't like to do stuff. But if somebody else does it, it's fine. If you do surgery on every single part of your body, of course, it's not healthy in any way possible. But uh, if you don't like how your nose looks, for example, and you change that, I think it's fine. Because, for example, that nose jobs, a lot of people do that in Georgia. And a lot of my friends did that. 
that they didn't necessarily hate themselves or hate the, hated their nose but they were like I can do it I can look better with a new nose so why not so they did that I think it's completely fine and even uh, when you like as people get older uh, not just women but men do that too like botoxes and those stuff and as long as it's good and as long as it's a good quality I think it's fine to uh, make yourself look better for yourself and what you said about it's completely my decision I don't think you will uh, will uh, I don't think you will ever be free of that pressure either it's social media or other people because you simply live in a society around people and uh, in social media age so everything you see either on social media or everything you hear from people it has effect on you so that's how we think that's how our, our logic is made so mm, for me I don't think you can ever not just about the uh, plastic surgeries or anything you we can never think just for ourselves right because imagine if we're on I don't know somewhere on Mars and it's just us would we change anything would we do anything no but we're here around other people and in a social media age so it is very normal that all those things affect us and play a major role in the way we think and the way we see things but of course in to the certain amount because we cannot change ourselves or think according to what everybody else says it depends how much influence it has on you yeah like you making your decision up to social media up to beauty standards i don't think so it's okay but i agree with you if you wanted to change something you you're welcome to change it depends on how much you wanted to change right uh, because okay no separation what else sometimes people cannot stop in one surgery because they wanted to change something else and then something else something else yeah uh, i keep thinking about this constant i want to call it obsession about uh, changing themselves because as you said it's the rule of society if you want to say because that's the uh, crucial element that dictates what is beautiful and what is not so since we are living in this society it makes us insecure about our body parts and keeps us in constant thinking of changing ourselves into better according to the society so that's the problem i keep thinking about even i've seen some celebrities and uh, influencers it's the kind of the influence of these celebrities that keep uh, affecting us how we should uh, look and what is beauty because th- when that affects us somehow in a negative way of course it keeps us in uh, in a in a continuous obsession or anxiety of change so these kind of standards if only th- they are stable the problem is they are not they keep changing these standards that society dictates so if you want to like keep up with these standards we will be uh, like in a in a never ending change yeah, of ourselves yeah but it doesn't change that often to be honest it changes it's like oh, come in on. 20 years it is. no really it, it is no it is. it's not i mean how many years were those like very very skinny girls in uh, fashion or whatever and it's still it's 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 still it's still yeah that's what i'm saying yeah from marlene monroe they say kim kardashian cut out her ribs for the so this tendention you cannot make them back Mm -hmm. you cannot make them back if like if you done this yeah you cannot make them back and then something else will change and you also will follow and i don't know do you remember that time uh, in the medieval time when uh, a woman used to uh, take out their uh, eyebrows Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> just just this part and the big 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 face going to to the god <laughs> so yeah you can make uh, you can again grow your eyebrows but you cannot grow your ribs again yeah. uh, something else they will create and you will follow i mean not you like person no, yeah, who I'm always follow the standards speaking about like general appearances not this like specific stuff of course but generally they change quite slowly I think be- uh, if you're talking about beauty tendencies, not like standard standards, like uh, fit girl or fat girl. No, it's not about this. You're it's saying like beauty about, trends. About That's beauty features, like big lips, okay. um, what else? Uh, Wide like, eyes, skinny yeah. nose. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, something that's hard to change in a natural way. You cannot make your lips bigger just because, um, because of color. Yeah, you can color it in a way it looks bigger but um, that's it if you really want to have it bigger you have to put botox and it's so hard to extract botox from there so make it back no yeah. they don't put botox in lips they use fillers fillers yeah and yeah. they not go really away familiar, after six months yeah started to traveling in the other part no, of I the mean, face if it's not well done then yes no even even well done botox or fillers or whatever they not completely gone from the from the body because because yeah because of beauty industry creating new and new and new features just for sale uh, them to us that's the reason that you have to be careful with this obsession to changing yourself because sometimes these changes you cannot uh, turn it back well of course of course i mean that's not that means that you're unstable if you like see something that, oh, that's I what i'm this. talking about yeah yeah but i mean I don't really have anybody near me that's like this or I think it's like very rare. I don't know. I know yeah, a lot of people are obsessed with the, the way they look, but I'm just saying about like generally like normal people and when normal people decide to change something in their appearance. If you see something today like, oh, today I want this nose and tomorrow, oh, I want this eyes. Of course, that's your crazy and you shouldn't do that. I'm more like I'm more generally speaking about this topic yeah but the way how you said it seems a little bit ideal what i'm uh, ideal means doesn't exist because you said it's not about uh, today i like this i should change it and tomorrow i'm gonna do this saying is that if you don't like for example how your ears look and you want to change it you can change it and why not i don't understand it doesn't mean that you hate yourself or you hate your ears but if you want them to look better why why not like why because somebody will think that I'm plastic. Also, I think no. it depends on the cost of this changing ears. It's not a big cost of changing. I mean, what do you mean uh, cost? Like money? It's wise, no. Or? It's not. Uh, it's not dangerous for your health. I mean, uh, nowadays they do plastic surgeries like this. Depends yeah, on what, what you're doing. Sometimes it has. Like, of course, sometimes all, all the surgeries have their side effects, or all the surgeries can and go well, go not well. So every surgery is under risk. But if not if just plastic. If I'm doing a surgery that my life depends on it, I will take a rest. But just because of cosmetics, I will not. Yeah, that's your preference and that's your choice. But if I'm willing to take that risk, I will. Just because society dictates something. 
uh, not because of society. Well, partly yes. We are all live in the society, and we all think according to that. We all have like、uh, some things that influence the way we think. But it doesn't mean that oh, I'm doing this because you think they they don't look good because I want them to look better. Well, what's the big deal? Why are you so against it? Yeah, I mean, for the same reason you are for. I just I'm、uh, not for I, it. I'm just if you want to do it, I don't see a problem、uh, in this. That's how you think. Everybody's beautiful. Everybody's different, and that's true. Everybody's different. That makes us beautiful. But if I want to be more beautiful, I can. Beauty is from the inside. Just true. True.、Know. Again, if I want to do it, I will do it, and you shouldn't judge me for that. Yeah, and that's the reason of this show because I, I want to、uh, mainly question no, those norms.、Uh, Because I think that for girls, especially, it is like very, very hard to navigate in this world that it, that we have today. Like, oh, you have to be this, you have to be that, you have to be this. And when they, even when they try to kind of fit into these standards or whatever, they still get criticized. So either this way or that way, there's no fresh air, or they can never catch a break. From this, like, oh, now you're doing that. Now you're plastic. But if you don't do that, somebody might not like you, and blah blah blah. So come, let's just all take care of ourselves, and everybody knows what's best for them. No, no, I don't really.、Uh, I hate it when they say like, oh, you're plastic, and like, oh, you shouldn't do that. Like, you look better when you're natural. When they say that to a person, because I know what effect. I I have a friend who did、uh, like a nose job, and I know knew how it affected her. Like. He would get so mad when somebody would say, "Oh, like your nose was so good before." And after that, especially like when you go through thing like that, you get like very emotional and stuff. And it's just let's all just take care of ourselves.、Yeah. We all know what's better for ourselves. As far as it's conscious decision, yeah,、good. of course. Yeah, as far as、uh, it's conscious decision, I'm、um, just adding something, and we can move. <laughs> Sometimes people make those conscious decisions based on virtual. Norms of beauty that don't even exist that exist only on social media by the help of filters,、mm-hmm. and they think that that's、uh, the core of what is called beautiful, or I should、uh, look like this. So in this case, even society has nothing to do with this. It's like something virtual, something doesn't、it's、exist. Something virtual that、and、society created. Yeah, but it, it doesn't have a ground.、Yeah. It doesn't exist, yeah, and they think that th- those faces they see on Social media actually exist in real life, which、mm-hmm. is not true. That's when、uh, anxiety starts to kick in. When you mentioned it, I saw this like、um, interview a couple days back with、uh, Victoria's Secret、uh, models, and they were talking about this stuff. Actually, that one girl was saying that even though it's a lingerie and we were、uh, naked while we were shooting, she said that I've never felt naked because I had like three layers of body makeup on me, and even I couldn't recognize myself on the billboard. And for she said that for me it was like she said that、uh, she didn't understand why people thought that it was real that even her parents and people around her couldn't recognize her on the billboards because it was、um, all the makeup and the filters and blah blah blah. But of course, yeah, that's the quandrum that we are facing nowadays with these norms. It's really getting out of control. Yeah, because we're not used to seeing real bodies. Yeah, that's, that's how、be. we are、yeah. introduced. 
to either naked bodies or... Yeah, and I just want to uh, address uh, research that I've read online that mainly deals with this anxiety created by filters and uh, ideal images of women on social media that don't even exist. Because with the spread of photo editing technology through applications like Snapchat and Facetune, the level of physical perfection previously seen uh, only on celebrity or beauty magazines is now all over social media. As these images become the norm, people's perception of beauty worldwide are changing, which can take a toll on a person's self-esteem and can trigger body uh, dysmorphic disorder, uh, which here Boston Medical Center argues uh, in this regard. Because this disorder, or BDD, is an excessive preoccupation with a perceived flaw in appearance, often characterized by people going to great and at times unhealthy. Lengths to hide their imperfections, this can include engaging in repetitive behaviors like skin picking and visiting dermatologists or plastic surgeons hoping to change their appearance. The disorder affects around 2% of the population and is classified on the obsessive-compulsive spectrum. The Viewpoint authors reference studies that show teen girls who manipulated uh, their photos were more concerned with their body appearance and those with dysmorphic body image seek out social media as a means of validation. Additional research has shown 55% of plastic surgeons report seeing patients who want to improve their appearance in selfies. A new phenomenon called Snapchat dysphoria has popped up, said Neelam Vashi. Uh, she's the director of the uh, Ethnic Skin Center at BMC and Boston University School of Medicine, where patients are seeking out surgery to help them appear like the filtered versions of themselves. And according to the authors, surgery is not the best uh, course of action in these cases because it will not improve and may worsen underlying BDD, or this disorder that we have previously mentioned. They recommend uh, physiological interventions such as cognitive behavioral therapy and management of the disorder in an empathetic and non-judgmental way. So the problem that this research uh, is suggesting is that we've went too far with these filters. And we always try to be like them, even though it's impossible. And that creates uh, a constant uh, anxiety with ourselves and hatred towards how we appear and I personally met a lot of people especially girls yeah if I can say that were fearing to go outside Why? because of they were anxious to show to society what they really are when it comes to their appearance because the picture that they were promoting on social media was completely different yeah, than the real life health. If we talk about the way how we navigate in social media, you have to be like a really stable person not to let all these things affect you. And especially like if you are posting all the filtered po pictures of yourself and you're creating like another version of yourself online, that's not very healthy now, is it? So that that is a problem within yourself and you have to be, again, stable enough and strong enough to love yourself if you want to, again, if... Of course, we're all people and there are things that we don't like about ourselves, whether it's appearance or like something characteristic wise. And we should always work on that part. But I mean, changing yourself completely for what, for a couple of hundred likes, seeking for validation, we should validate ourselves. That's it. Absolutely. 
has your perception of beauty changed? Mine definitely changed and now I think I'm more acceptable for people because now I don't think so like um, beauty is just a fit person whatever it man or woman for me different kind of bodies different kind of appearance skill colors um, eyes noses all of them they're good looking because I think beauty is the variation of appearance and uh, I would rather to call beautiful some somebody who are not convenient Uh, for beauty standards but for me this person is really beautiful because he or she has uh, beautiful hair or beautiful eyes so yeah I think my standards they are changed a lot and uh, I think I can say thank you for some bloggers who were talking about differences in our beauty standards and in our appearance so yeah before it was you know I I was just following this uh, stupid uh, standards like uh, beautiful person it's person with fit body and uh, now I don't think so it's a fit of my beauty standards Uh, for me I probably not because like I don't I've never really had like any anything on my list of what beauty is honestly yeah I've always been that stupid I don't know what attracted (laughs) me to other person no just kidding but Mm, I wouldn't say that it changed a lot because I don't have anything that I am looking for or find beautiful in uh, everybody. Uh, About myself, I mean, yeah, there have been some things that I didn't like about myself, but then I grew out of it and uh, accepted, but I mean, realized that it was normal and those things happen like over time so yeah in that sense I'm quite free I guess as uh, as much as I can because of course I also get influenced by all those things by, by people around me or by social media but I mean I don't struggle with it not too much there are things that you cannot change but love as long as you're still healthy even though some features that you don't love that's totally fine The next question I think that we should conclude our show with is what piece of advice you would give to your younger self about beauty standards? Just let it go. It's fine. That's exactly what I would have said. Yeah, because when I was uh, when I was a kid, I was when I was a kid, I had this idea like I had to be like very slimmer, and I was my slimmest at that time when I was thinking about like oh I have to be slimmer but this is my body like I can't change it because that's the way I'm built and even though that was like the minimum weight I could be on uh, I still had this idea like oh I have to be like this and like that but come on but I say like I grew out of it pretty fast so yeah after that I know if we're talking about weight like I I can put on some weight if I'm not paying attention to uh, my lifestyle for like a very long time but it's not a problem because for me it's like I have to be like comfortable with the way I look and the way I feel in my body and that's fine but yeah the time for me it's uh, more about like clothes and whenever I go shopping for example that I struggle with uh, this idea like oh I don't look good because the thing that I like doesn't look good on me and that's the thing we have to understand that it's the clothes that have to fit us and not vice versa so otherwise I'm good I would say when you're in love with your body, it helps you to live that life and enjoy this life and feel it 100%. If you hate your body, if you hate yourself, you not enjoy life 
at all. So just be in love with your body. That's the only thing that you have for this life. Absolutely. Thank you. And the advice I would give to my uh, younger self to be more acceptable and open-minded to other norms of beauty. And I think this is the end of our show. I hope you enjoyed listening to us. I would like to thank my beautiful guests uh, for your contributions. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you.